podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. And the final scores from Easter Road, Hibernian now Celtic now. This is Tino from the Celtic Exchange. Today I'm joined by Muff. Muff, they say all good things come to an end, and that's definitely the case with Scott Brown having made his last appearance for the club. They also say all bad things must come to an end, and this season is the bad thing. So what's your take on that? Hi there, Tino. Hi, guys. I've not heard that one about all bad things come to an end, but I'm glad. I'm glad for that saying today that was pretty awful your stereotypical end of season dead rubber Hibs looking not to get him the injured Celtic playing as tepidly and uninspiringly as they have done for major parts of this season and the least said about the game to be honest with you the better and I think it started most Celtic fans would have felt the same when the team was announced uh, the, the rationale for that team I have no idea what was behind it and I think t- to that degree I feel John Kennedy's really missed a trick in his, his games in charge he really could have introduced some fresh blood quicker, made some more significant changes quicker in, in terms of when we had maybe five or six games left to play. But even there, fresh performance on Wednesday night, a small amount of momentum getting into the last game of the season, keep it going, play some of the youngsters. But no, we go for probably the team that has failed so many times since January and expect somehow a, a different a different outcome. It's just, it's just mad, absolutely mad. But in any case, it's done. The season's done, thankfully, and football is a, is a game of winners and losers, and we are very much the losers, and I say we, Celtic is a club, but the fans have been have been the losers out of this sorry, sorry situation, a lack of foresight, a lack of planning, and we're now in a situation where we, we can only hope and pray that the very board that have presided over this absolute disaster have got their finger out and done something to remedy it in the summer. Miff, do you think there's politics at play or decisions from above in terms of the, the lineup that John Kennedy has to start with there today? So Hibs, Cup final next week, they've got half an eye on that. They rest, I think, eight players for the Cup final. They have no intention of going hell for leather. They don't want injuries, they don't want suspensions, and they're happy enough just to bide in. And probably would have been happy enough to take a 2 or 3 nil defeat. Yep. Yet we can't turn them over. Now, as you said, we've got the same old guys starting again. You know, the Edwards, Nairs, ultimately the guys that have failed us this season. Greg Taylor slots in at left back. I don't know about that. Is that to keep Steve Clark happy? Keep somebody ticking that, along? That was the only thing there? I could think of. I mean, maybe they feel they've got a, a, duty, a duty to Greg Taylor to give him mm-hmm. a bit of game time to, to allow his selection to be to be justified. Maybe maybe it was just to keep him busy so that he wasn't at George Square, I don't know. But it seemed odd to me, given that, that Montgomery had done so well. And again, I, 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 it's the message that this sends out, mm-hmm. right, to me. And I'll use the fullbacks as, a, as an example. Montgomery's played well yep. and been brought in, done very well, and then doesn't start the next game. John Joe Kenny has been responsible for more Rangers goal than any, goals than any Celtic defender I can ever remember playing for Celtic. Has been about as much value for money as letting off fireworks in the daytime, although that seems to be quite popular now. And he has played when, when clearly out his depth, when clearly not good enough. Now, I, I can't believe I'm even got to utter these words. Anthony Nelson's in the squad. Mm-hmm. Why, why, is, why is he in the squad? Why, you know, yeah. why, why have him there? If, if you're saying that he is not better than John Joe Kenny, then Ralston should be sold immediately in the summer. But we have had to watch John Joe Kenny every week when clearly he's subpar. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, I even see, seen him the day, one, one snippet of action in the second half. He's got three passes. 
passes on, drives into space, ends up completely down a blind alley with three players closing them down, turns around and just hits the ball backwards to uh, now just into a space and, and then the Hibs player almost got in as a result of it. Mm-hmm. He just lo- seems to lack, and it might be a constant thing, you know, he's came in, he's wanted to do well, but his confidence is completely shot to bits. Yeah. Why continue with that? Well, that's the thing. Who, who, does, who benefits from that? Everton don't. John Joe Kenny doesn't. No. Celtic certainly don't. You and I don't. You know, what's, what is the point? And that's the thing. So, you know, we cut our losses early with Shane Duffy, and rightfully so, right? We'll not labour that one. We've done all of that. It's not worked out. He goes back down the road. Why are we keeping him here? Why does John Joe Kenny, Kenny not just join him back back down the road and head back to Everton? Lacks out, didn't feature in the squad today. He can off give whenever he wants. And maybe you keep Moyle Yunusi because you're a wee bit limited in attacking options. But there's no good reason to keep John Joe Kenny to the detriment of your own bodies, your own guys that you could develop. Whether it's Ralston or some kid we've never heard of. There was a young lad, Dane Murray, on the bench. I don't know anything about Dane Murray. Hopefully he's, you know, got something to offer and he's a young lad. It's good experience to be on the bench. Why not put him into the game? Because he won't face an easier test at any stage in his professional career than a non-competing Hibs, which was the case today. Um, but yeah, there's just so many baffling decisions. So John Joe Kenny, strange why he's in. Maybe a bit of rationale for Greg Taylor. I, I, I'd mentioned previously, I'm struggling as to why Eddie and I are start. We're not going to learn any more from them. They're also not going to risk themselves getting injury. Why are Eddie even features in the squad? Why name him in the squad? I think that's maybe the last four games he's been sub not used. Why even? But just give him the day. Let him go back home for a couple of months, whatever, because nobody's winning out of these squads. And just like yourself, I was really disappointed when I seen the squad come out because I thought, why is Dembele not getting the nod? I'd even have been a bit more excited to see Griff if he had a chance to kind of pull something out the hat ahead of any potential Euro squad. Uh, and just something to go, all right, there's something a bit different. What you're leaning towards with Montgomery is, in general terms in football, at whatever level, if you do well, you stay in. And that should be the message to any player. See if you come in here and you perform. You do your job, you'll play the next game and the next game. So Montgomery comes in, does his job and then gets dropped. The whole John Joe Kenny talk distracted me away from my, my point. I, I went away on a tangent there. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, in terms, I know this is a match reaction, but in terms of the highlights from the game, they are very few. Edward scored a free kick, kinda, but Column decided to pull that back for whatever reason. Some funny bookings Column dished out as well. That's irrelevant. Who cares? But a ridiculous referee at the best of times, giving out some strange red cards and pulling guys back for, for very little things. But ultimately, just a very frustrating game where we just huffed and puffed and didn't have any cutting edge. That that's exactly that's exactly how I saw it. A lot of sideways movement, a lot of good positions and no cutting edge, no real desire to go and kind of score that goal. And against that, a Hibs team that was pretty much in third gear, I would say. All in all, a disappointing way to round off the season. What well, has been a disappointing season. Um, a disappointing final game for, for Scott Brown, but the damage was done long, long before today. And that I think that really just about sums it up is the fact that we went with a team there that have been proven not to produce results. Mm-hmm. And and John Kennedy, with all the options available to him, decided that that was a starting 11 for today. And I think that's, that's that out of everything, is the most disappointing thing for me. Had had he started Montgomery, Dembele, either Ajay, Griffiths, anyone else, you know, brought in, like maybe say Ralston, and they drew nothing each, he would have went, oh, well, he's made, he's made a few changes. So straight yeah. away, it's a, it's a bit of a free pass. But by going with that team, and then drawing 0-0, it just makes you think, well, well why? I mean, even even James Forrest, I, I know we're, we're nursing Forrest back from from long-term injury, but surely you're looking to try and get some sharpness and games into him. M- maybe it's been because he's played a couple of games that they, they didn't want to do that. But straight away, when you take Forrest out of the team, that, that makes the shape narrow. You know straight away with the Christie, you're going back to that kind of diamond formation. So, I just 
really, really uninspiring. But uh, you, you, you say that Tino and I'm not going to steal your thunder here. Um, but you'd said it earlier. What's became apparent is win or lose this season, we have not looked past this season. Yeah, there's been such a you know a short-sighted approach. And even when we're talking about Scott Brown, Scott Brown was still in some sort of signing talks with Celtic before Aberdeen finally got that deal over the line. So. A short few months ago, we were still working out, did we want to keep Scott Brown or not? Yeah. That's a start of the season decision. You yeah. assess the guy, you see what appetite he's got, and you see what kind of shape his body's in as well. Run your sports science and see how he's how he's looking. You shouldn't have to wait to see if we're, if we're successful or not this season to make that plan. And I would go back to that one loser drawing you. There was going to be a transitional period uh, after this season, and, and my theory is still that that transition would have been better happening with Scott Brown in the building rather than out it. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. We've also spoken briefly uh, off air about let's go Eddie Howe as the as the potential new manager. Now, now that the curtain has come down in this season, you can understand why he wouldn't want to be tarnished if that's the suggestion with all the nonsense going on. So you imagine Eddie Howe takes a game of the day, a real damp squib at Easter Road, putting out a team that he doesn't believe in, guys he doesn't know, guys he can't trust, and getting a performance like that. He would then have to face the media and come out and give all these, you know, post match about how poor it is. And he's starting on a negative. He's starting with a team that's not his and it would just Tarnish is the word that you know we just kind of linger around, and it's probably not a good you know whoever comes in next year. We've now got the potential of a real fresh start, fresh background, fresh players, fresh everything. And as frustrating as it's been, and we know how frustrating it has been, at least this is something you can look forward to. You know, and that staleness has been around the club. You know, there's so many guys, and I suppose John Kennedy epitomises that. Good guys, I think he is. He's been around for so long and, and been part of so many regimes. It's just time for a new start, isn't it? We spoke about this just when just before we came, came on here and I was of the opinion so desperate were we for something to cling on to Anything. some good news just any sort of positivity we were looking to try and you know find out who the manager was get them in so that they could start work towards next season now I realise with today because it's the culmination of the season Celtic getting out and a, and a you know an absolute damp squib um, Rangers celebrating as they have every right to do and I can I now understand that that tactic of holding back on any new appointment um, because they, they they would then have had to deal with, you know, seeing out the season, probably playing players they didn't really, they didn't really want, needing to deal with the, the kind of lull that's over the club. That is immediately removed. So just get everything over and done with. Get the season finished and then hopefully make the appointment and get it moving as quickly as possible because we just... We, we just need something. We just yeah. need something. We need something to lift, lift the club as a whole. Even I'd, I'd seen some um, some negative comments around, I think there, there was discussions with fan groups mm-hmm. earlier yeah. on um, like fans forum. this week. There was a fans forum, the way that Mackay had spoken to the fans, not not necessarily the way that he'd spoken to them, sorry, but the vibes they were getting off him was, you know, it wasn't necessarily the, the kind of rousing yeah. <laughs> uh, sort of call to arms that they were expecting so it's just everything feels really kind of flat and, and listless and, and rudderless than now we just really really need something to come in and, and galvanise a full club yeah definitely um, just going back briefly uh, to today's game seeing as we're here to talk about the game and all that stuff um, there's so many guys uh, that have disappointed us so much this season for me none more so than Callum McGregor I don't know where regular listeners are on this from an early stage of McGregor's career at Celtic I wasn't a fan and like a lot of us, I came round because he became the player that we all know that he can be. He's now reverted to his original version, which for me is far from good enough. And today, you know, we're, we're looking at the fact that, you know, there's a change in the guard there. Scott Brown has played his last 90 minutes for Celtic. And we're now looking for the guy to say, I'm your man for next season. And that is not what we've seen or anything like that from him today. So timid, he's, he's, he's got such a basic game. And when it's crisp and it's sharp and it's in the right areas, you know, sometimes he... 
he makes his career out of making five, seven, ten yard passes and does it very well or very crisp and in the right areas. I'm watching him today and he's looking to play in somebody like Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor makes it run inside and McGregor puts it outside him. He's looking to make a five yard pass, it falls short at three yards, all these things. And I don't know if you can fully exonerate that by saying, well, we're all doing it this season, it's just the way it's going because he's a senior player. By all accounts at the moment, he's in the driving seat to be the new skipper, but he's given us nothing like it. I would agree on certain points of that, you know, in his defence, there has been a positional change for him this season. Now, he's good enough to absorb that, but that added to the fact that he's playing in a team showing a confidence, he's showing a confidence, and I think what you're seeing is just, you know, it's, it's, it's all a vicious circle, really. He's just not been able to get himself out of the bit. The pressure of the season's weighed on him, the disappointment of the season's weighed on him. Mm-hmm. Plus also, you would imagine that Scott Brown's been somewhat of a mentor to McGregor as well. He's now facing up to the reality of, you know, he's got to be spending the rest of his career playing his own furrow, so to speak, or, or with him being the leader in the dressing room. Yeah. And... You know, that, that's, a, that's a changing dynamic for him. So there, there's loads of different things at play. I suspect that the the dynamic, to use that word again, in the dressing room had changed with Lennon coming back than what it would have done under Rodgers. I don't think there's any coincidence that so many different players improved their own personal level of performance under Rodgers. We heard, again, for Scott Brown through the week, uh, Tino, I think you'd put something out. Yeah through the podcast a Twitter page about Brown speaking so warmly about Rodgers and, and the demands that he made and just the levels of professionalism that he he instilled into that squad um, and clearly so many players thrive for that yeah. obviously we can only guess how that looked under Lennon mm-hmm. we, we don't really know I dare say we'll, we'll hear in time but McGregor just seems to be one of those players that has absolutely suffered in the change in regime and it, and it only seems to have got worse over time mm-hmm. I do feel sorry for him a bit. I, I was never his biggest fan. Even even when Rogers was ever from being performance, we I used to get a fair slagging on the on the lads WhatsApp group. They they referred to him as, as man of the match because most most games it was probably Celtic's best player. Where I, I would say oh, I think he's a wee bit overrated and stuff like that. But I, actually this season I've came to feel really sorry for him because I think he has he has really really tried. He has sacrificed himself for the team and playing in different positions, not playing natural positions. And also seems to be trying to do a bit of covering defensively as well. It seems to be asking a lot of them. And a culmination of loads of different things have just resulted in such a disappointing season for him personally and for the team. Mm-hmm. So I would actually really like him to stay. But like I've mentioned before on, on other podcasts we've spoken about, he would fit the profile of someone that at his age, 27, 28, came through at the club, won everything that's been there to win. If he did go and want to try his luck in England, now's the time to do it and you wouldn't really you wouldn't wouldn't really say to him that he, did, he didn't deserve that chance he deserve that opportunity so mm-hmm. I hope he stays but I wouldn't be surprised if he goes yeah just in terms of who does stay so I've got the team in front of me just now and I'm looking around and I'm making some scribbles I think there's five guys out of the starting 11 that will be around Barkas as first choice or otherwise should be around Greg Taylor Stephen Welsh from the defence the aforementioned McGregor and David Turnbull that's it. So we're going to a game, last game of the season, and and the ones that are leaving are almost definitely leaving. So we know that John Joe Kenny's away. We know Brown's already away. Moyo Yunusi returns to, to base camp. Edward and I are, we should be the most high-profile exits, and Christie will probably go for a couple of quid as well. And that leaves you just with a threadbare squad. And, and as I'd mentioned, we've got guys like Ayeti in the bench, Ralston taking a place in the bench, Dane Murray, good luck to him. But there's all these guys in the bench that probably won't feature either next season, so we've left ourselves in a hell of a state, haven't we, for whenever that first European qualifier is going to be? Yes, and as time, you know, it's been proven so many times in the past that one of the hardest things to do is to 
bring in eight or nine new players and gel them into a you know a, a cohesive squad. It takes time. It takes time for players to bed in. And despite all of our optimism of any new manager that comes in, guaranteed the one thing that a Celtic manager will not get is time, and that's for the, the fans. We, yeah. we we know that you know ten games in. If you've only won six of them. You're, you know, you're on a shaky, you're on a shaky peg. So it's a dangerous game we're playing because you could end up managing to get yourself even further behind. But I'm, I'm actually of the opposite opinion. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, you know, the players that will go will go. In my head, it's a very simple head, you know. In my head, the the issues of this season have stemmed from keeping players who didn't want to be here. So for me, that kind of fresh start, that call of the squad, is actually a positive because we'll bring in, you know, fresh hopefully a mixture of experienced and, and young talent that will come and augment the, the, the squad and push us forward again. No doubt. Uh, just it'd be unfair of us not to mention Scott Brown. So obviously he captained the club today for the last time, played out the full 90 minutes, which mm, I don't know, for me, there's a bit of sentimentality there as well, which we you know could certainly be accused of all season, but we'll not dwell on that. An absolute legend at the club, 14 years, 22 trophies, 620 appearances, I think. Matt, any final words for Scott Brown as he departs for the last time? Yeah, just thank you is all I would say to Scott Brown. Um, it's been it's been a pleasure watching him specifically more than the past say five five years where I feel when when Rogers arrived we really really seen the best of him. He clearly is such a huge influence in that dressing room. You can see how much the players think him and players that have played with him. You know their opinion of him and even the players that have played against him. You know he, he seemed to really really before he'd even stepped out in the park he'd get any different players' heads and just having that that sort of leader on the pitch is what every successful team needs and when you look back over time what what a successful career he's had at Celtic just trophy laden unfortunate he's been out in the note that he has with this season but mo- regardless of whether you've won or lost this season the most unfortunate thing is that there's not 60,000 inside Celtic Park to give him the send off that he deserves and that ultimately is the, the sad thing about it but we just hope that he comes back with Aberdeen and we get the chance to to kind of pay proper tribute to him as, as a fan base. Yeah, I'd hope so, and he absolutely deserves it. So just to echo uh, Miff's words there, you know, just our sincere thanks to Scott Brown for everything he's done for the club and the very best wishes for his next move. So that was the season that was. Miff, you'd be delighted that we can now bring the shutters down on that and move on. Uh, in terms of match reactions, we'll be back here for Eddie House first game in charge whenever that is. In the meantime, me and Miff are heading out to George Square for a coffee. <laughs> thanks for listening. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.